my name is Jake, and welcome to the second episode of Good Timing. Uh, as always on this podcast, we're going to be talking about one of our all-time favorite bands, the Beach Boys, and uh, I think these next couple of episodes are going to be a lot of fun because we're going to be sharing our own personal rankings of pretty much all of the Beach Boys studio albums. Um, so with me today, I have Riley, and uh, both of us have each made our own uh, list of the albums from our favorite to our least favorite, and we're going to go through that. So uh, this is likely going to be a two-part show uh, because of how many albums are in the Beach Boys discography. So uh, today we're going to try to get through at least half of the band's albums, hopefully. Um, we may go all the way up to like, you know, number 11, number 10, somewhere around there. Uh, and then we will finish it off on the next part. And we may have someone else join us for that second part of this of this episode. So uh, real quick, before we begin, uh, there are a few albums that we decided to leave out for this. Um, those three albums are the Christmas album. Uh, which we left out because, like, yeah, there's some originals on there, but there's also uh, the second half is pretty much all covers. Um, I think only the first five songs are originals on there. Yeah. Uh, we, we are including Party, um, which I know that's all covers, but we are we did decide to include that. Um, but we also left out Stars and Stripes Volume 1 for obvious reasons, and we also uh, left out the Smile Sessions, but uh, we are going to talk about those albums a bit at some point, probably once we're done doing this full ranking. Uh, so we will get into those eventually, but we're not going to include them in this in this ranking. So um, I think that's about it. So uh, why don't you kick things off, Riley, and share your least favorite Beach Boys album? All right. So quickly, I want to mention uh, we left out the Christmas album for obvious reasons. It's a good album. It's just it can't really compare it to the rest of the discography. Um, Smile is very unique in that we have like versions of it brian even finished a version but we can't really it's not finalized it wasn't released in 67 like it was planned to and stars and stripes is not even really the beach boys so all right i feel like jake you and i will have the same bottom album uh i have summer in paradise from 1992 and i want to preface this by saying that as much hate as this album gets I think it's not as bad as everybody says it is. It's obviously not a pet sounds, but like there are some good moments on it. Um, Lahaina Aloha, like we mentioned in our last episode, I think is a really good track. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Strange Things Happen and Island Fever. And I think those two songs are actually pretty good. The thing that kind of brings them down a little bit for me is just the production. I think if it was produced better, even more like Beach Boys 85, they would be really good tracks, but... Overall, I mean, this album, though, I mean, most of it's kind of hard to get through. It's kind of a slog. I, I listened to it today, and, like, Summer of Love especially. Oh, my God, that's a terrible track. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, although I will say the the chorus of that song, The Summer of Love, I think if that was applied to a completely different song, it would be listenable. But, I mean, overall, just the production really carries us down. Um Although the, the biggest, my biggest fault with it is not even Mike Love or the songwriting. It's the last track, which is a version of Forever done by John Stamos, which is really bad. And again, I, and you've said this before, Jake, and that's where I'm going to steal this from. It's basically Forever turned into like a 90s glam pop song, which is horrendous. And I don't think it's John Stamos that's bringing it down. It's, again, the production. I think if John Stamos basically did what he did on the episode of Full House, where he just went to a piano, sat down and sang it, it would be a really good tribute to Dennis. But that's not what they did. And 
it's kind of epitomizes everything that's on that album terrible production and over-the-top songwriting yeah so uh i agree with everything you said and as you predicted yeah my last place album in my ranking is summer in paradise from 1992 um yeah i agree with you uh, i think it's the production that really brings this album down um like you said as harsh as people are on it it's really not as bad as it's made out to be um, there are some decent songs. Lahaina Aloha is definitely the highlight. You pointed that out. And I think the community also really likes that song. Uh, it's just a really catchy song, really nice chorus, great vocal. Um, Still Surfing is a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. Um, I like the uh, falsetto. I'm not sure who's doing it, but I like the falsetto. during. Probably the, Al. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably uh, during the chorus, though. I like that. Um, Under the Boardwalk has a nice uh, vocal from Carl. Again, really cheesy production uh, on the track, but I do like the vocal from Carl. Uh, Carl could pretty much make anything sound good, even the crappiest of crap. But uh, um, uh, Besides that, though, yeah, there's definitely some stinkers on here. Uh, the cover of Surfing is pretty atrocious. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the original myself, but the cover is just like the most obnoxious thing, and I don't like it at all. Um, Summer of Love, like you said, it's one of those things where like it's the it's the worst song ever, but it's also the greatest song ever. Like the fact that it exists, the fact that it's actually a thing like Mike Love is doing this like pseudo rap song. Like it almost seems like it's it, it's not even real, but it is. And uh, yeah, it's one of those things where like I never like put it on like intentionally, but like it's you can I feel like you can ironically enjoy it, you know. Um, and then, of course, as you mentioned, you know, we cannot. For, uh, leave out the atrocious cover of Forever that closes out this album. Again, barely even really a Beach Boys song. It's mostly a cover done by John Stamos. But uh, as I mentioned on the last episode, it's like they took a beautiful song by Dennis and turned it into this, you know, 80s or 90s uh, glam metal uh, ballad. And it's just, I, I hate it so much. Uh, it honestly offends me. Uh, it's maybe the most offensive thing to me that that it was recorded under the Beach Boys name, just because I feel like it's such a it, it disrespects Dennis's legacy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just I, I can't stand that song. Um, at least it's at the end of the album. So like if you own the album, you can stop it before it gets to that song. But uh, yeah, I don't like it at all. And uh, I guess to conclude, yeah, like you said, it's really the production on this album that that brings it down. Uh, it just it's not. It's not good. It was one of the first albums to be uh, done using, uh, was it Pro Tools? I it was it Pro was. Tools, yeah. Pro like an Tools. early version. And a very early version, and it definitely shows, just listening to it, that uh, you know this is not uh, a very well-produced album. So uh, that's our, uh, that's our uh, least favorite Beach Boys song. And honestly, to be honest with you, uh, Riley, uh, if Forever wasn't on here, it might not have been last for me. I, uh, I full-heartedly agree. It forever brings this down for me. Absolutely. It into dead last. Yeah, the thing is, I I kind of almost appreciate what Mike Love was trying to do in concept. He wanted to make a not necessarily a back to basics Beach Boys album, but like he wanted to do a summer album. And like for a '90s Beach Boys, just kind of who already had all their career pretty much done. It's like, yeah, I can appreciate this. And the production was brought down. Uh, quick note though, before we get to our next pick. Um, I, I do appreciate the sentiment of Summer in Paradise. I don't agree with a lot of Mike Love's politics, but I do appreciate that he cares about the environment. So I do want to point that out. And the song Summer in Paradise has a much better version done live. I agree. I've heard it. It, it is better for sure. And I feel like you could say that for like any of the songs on this album, really. Like I've, there's a, I've heard a live version of Under the Boardwalk. I think it's better as well. So I got to yeah. give that a listen. 
I want to hear Lahaina Aloha live. I feel like that would be awesome. I don't know if they ever did it live, but if they did, I'd love it. It'd be great. Yeah. I don't think they actually intended that one to be their best song on there. I think he intended Still Surfing to be the best one on there, but. Yeah, there's that quote from from Mike where he's like, oh, Still Surfing, what a song. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, do you want to you want to go first again, or should I? Yeah, we could just keep that order going. Uh, The next one for me, and this was actually a pretty tough call because the next two are kind of really close for me. I have "Keeping the Summer Alive" from 1980, and I know that's some people's guilty pleasure album, but I will say the quality jump here from "Summer in Paradise" to "Keeping the Summer Alive" it's a huge jump. Uh, I'm actually a pretty big fan of the production on this album. I feel like the production's good. I just feel like the songs are kind of weak. I think Going On is a really good song, and I think the title track is also pretty catchy. But besides those, these are just it's just a big list of 6 out of 10 songs for me. I just think it's just kind of a boring album. Nothing really excites me besides those two songs. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bruce Johnston stepped in as producer for this one. And I think yep. he did a good right. job. The, the production's pretty good. And I, I don't think any of the songs are like outright terrible, like Summer in Paradise. They're just boring. Nothing really carries this album for me. Like I like Going On, and I sort of like the title track. But even Going On, I feel like it's just a regular 8 out of 10. Like I'll put it on. It's on my playlist for the Beach Boys. But I'm not going to search for that song and put it on. Mm-hmm. But that's how I feel. Just a boring album. I, I enjoy it in parts. I enjoy aspects of the songs, but overall, it's boring. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, for me, so my number twenty-six. This might come as a shock to you, but um, I think I kind of hinted at it. I, I'm not a huge fan of the very first albums by the Beach Boys. Uh, the very early albums from like '62, '63, uh, because I think there there's a lot of filler on them. And for my number 26, my second least favorite Beach Boys song, uh, album, I mean, I chose Surfing Safari. Um, you know, it, obviously the title track is a classic. It's a great song. Uh, definitely one of their, probably the first Beach Boys song that I really like that was released. Because um, I'm not a huge fan of Surfing, as I mentioned. Um, but uh, it's got a couple of tracks. I like Cuckoo Clock quite a bit. I think it's got a nice, uh, nice little melody. Um, but besides that, uh, there's just not much here that I, that I come back to. I do not like 10 little Indians at all. Uh, it's offensive today, obviously. And it was offensive uh, back then. Right. And, uh, the fact that this was the second single from this album, I'm pretty sure it was definitely the, I believe it was the single that was released after surf and safari. Uh, that's kind of baffling. Uh, also, um, County fair, I, it starts out promising, but once the carnival barker comes in, I start to get very aggravated. Agreed. Uh, gets very annoying very quickly um and also uh, i know 409 is a song that has a lot of people seem to like i'm not that crazy about it uh, i think it's maybe better live because I've, I've heard the uh i've heard mike's version of the beach boys do it live and it's, it's fine but it's definitely not a favorite of mine so uh yeah it's like it i think it's one of those albums where like you kind of have to look at it in the context of the time you know like obviously like yeah it sounds a bit rough uh, a bit primitive, you know, but that's understandable. You know, they were just starting out. They were young. Um, but in terms of like my personal preference, which is how I tried to rank these these albums, um, it's just not a favorite of mine. So it's number 26 on my list. Yeah. I, I agree with you on a lot of those sentiments. I have it a bit higher. Um, Cuckoo Clock, though, I think is actually the easy standout. I love how Brian's falsetto is used to mimic a cuckoo clock, like a real one. I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
But I, I do agree with you. But I'll get there when I get there. Uh, all right, all right, 25. All right. Mm-hmm. I have 15 big ones from 76. And a lot of the same things that I have with Keeping the Summer Alive are on this. And I think I think the standouts on this are a bit higher than Keeping the Summer Alive, which is why I have it higher. But like I said before, these two are like neck and neck. I could have put either one up below. But I, I do like some of the set, cheesy 70s production on this album. I think that actually makes me enjoy it more. Um, I did listen to it today. Again, a lot of these bottom ones I did. Um, Hadophonia is awesome. I just wish it wasn't as short as it was. Um, that same song is pretty good. I don't know if that's a cover or not. Is it a cover? No, it's an original. Um, I will say, uh, not to interrupt you, but I will, I will say, uh, there's a version of that on, I believe it was a TV special they did. It was like called it's okay. I think it was like a TV special that came out in like 76 around the Brian's back thing. And, uh, there's a video of them doing this song with like a church choir or like a gospel choir. And it's, I think it's much better than the album version, but I do like the song. Yeah, I, I do. Like I said, I think there's, there's a couple more standouts on here. I think the standouts are a bit stronger. Um, I really like it's okay. I feel like most people do. Yeah. Um, the cover of rock and roll music, I don't really like it in the studio. When it's live, though, I really enjoy it. I agree. I'm yeah. with you. Totally. I don't. I don't. I never understood how that was like really popular at the time. But I guess it kind of goes to that endless summer kind of era that they were in, okay. and like the '60s, '50s, um, kind of nostalgic period. Um, I do like Dennis's version of "In the Still of the Night." I do too. It's I, great. Yeah, wow. I really like it because I feel like Dennis has the right voice to cover it. Like he he has that passion in his voice that isn't really in other people's voices in the band. Not that others don't sing with passion, but like for Dennis, it's much more upfront. And kind of going back to Surf and Safari, kind of backtracking a bit. I really like his version of Miss America on there. But again, I said we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, that's that's fifteen big ones for me. I just think it's kind of boring. I do like the cheesy production though, and a couple more standouts. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, at number 25 for me, uh, we got another early album. And, uh, you know, this is the one that probably might be a little controversial, especially if you do like the the, the early stuff from the Beach Boys, because this is kind of considered one of their, I guess, classic early albums. But uh, Surfing USA, um, you know, my issue with this album, it's got obviously the title track is a classic, you know, good song. Uh, the Lonely Sea is fantastic. Uh, amazing ballad from Brian, one of his best early ballads. Pro- one of it, probably, you know, of his early stuff. That's definitely up there. Um, but uh, my problem is there's too many instrumentals on this album, and they don't do anything for me. I'm not a big fan of the instrumentals. I like uh, plenty of Beach Boys instrumentals from later on, um, like the nearest faraway place, and obviously like Let's Go Away for a while and stuff like that. But uh, these like surf rock instrumentals that they did, they don't really do much for me. Uh, I, I I rarely listen to them, if ever. Um, and also, I know the song Shutdown was uh, one of their popular early hits. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's never done anything for me. I don't I don't hate it, but like I never really choose to put it on. So, uh, like kind of like um, Surf and Safari, I just feel like there's a lot of filler on this. And um, it's, uh, it's not, it's definitely better produced for sure, but uh, just not a favorite of mine. So that's number 25 on my ranking. Yeah, I feel like those two albums kind of, in terms of quality, but in style, are just kind of go together. Yeah. Really well. So yeah. I, I, I don't blame you too much, but I kind of disagree on the instrumentals, but we'll get there. Uh, the next one I have is Beach Boys Party. And I actually really enjoy this album. 
I just can't rank it higher because it's all covers. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Beatles fan, so I, I love hearing Tell Me Why, which is one of my favorites off the Hard Day's Night album. Um, I really like um, that You've Got to Hide Your Love Away. I think Dennis sang that one, too. So another perfect Dennis pairing with vocals. Um, and I was kind of shocked to learn that this version of Barbara Ann came from Party, especially when I, when I was first getting into the band. I'm like, oh, this they did Barbara Ann, right? And then, then I see that it's this. And I just hear a bunch of laughter in the studio. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but I still enjoyed their version of Barbara Ann. I just wish they kind of had a much more clean studio version of it, but that's fine. Uh, I, again, really enjoyable. It's just all covers. I do like all the covers. Um, I actually think the weakest track on here is their medley of their own songs. Yep. I yeah. One song I really wish they did with the covers, and I'm really surprised that they didn't do it, was Be My Baby. I really, really would have liked to hear, I've heard an acoustic version of that with Brian singing, but didn't happen uh although if you've ever looked at like the huge box set or digital box set of party they have so many more cover songs that you didn't hear they yeah. had a version of satisfaction where i was like oh yeah. my god this is cool i was gonna say that yeah it's, I, I noticed that i was like oh that's cool they did some they did a stones cover yeah. Yeah. so like i feel again i really like this it's just it's not it's all covers and i can't put it against any of the higher albums for me so best party yeah, uh, I, I agree with everything you said about it. Um, it's not a, it's a little higher for me, but the reason it's 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 pretty low for me as well is for this what pretty much what you said. Um, I just feel like I can't rank it any higher than it is um, for considering that it's all covers and you know it's not all great either, but it, it's a it's a fun little listen, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so at number twenty four, surprise surprise, it's another early album, uh, and it's Little Deuce Coop. Uh, this one, um, again, a couple tracks I like. I like the title track, uh, but again, it's also a kind of, didn't they repackaged it uh, because it was originally on Surfer Girl. Um, so it's kind of cheating in a way. Um, Ballad of Old Betsy is my favorite new song on the album. I think it's a nice song. I don't, I wouldn't put it like, it's like a top-notch uh, Brian Wilson ballad or anything, but it's a good song. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of similar to what I've, what I've said for the other albums, like, a lot of the tracks on here don't do anything for me. They feel like filler. I do like that. Like there's like that car theme throughout it. I think that's cool. Like, in a way it's kind of like an early concept album, which is kind of cool, but like, um, you know, 409s on here, which I told, I said, I don't really care for that much. Shutdowns on here. Same thing there. Um, be true to your school has never been a favorite of mine. I know that it's a song that the beach boys still do to this day. And they've been doing it for many years. Um, obviously, you know, Mike with his win. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've never really cared for this song. Although I will say that I do prefer the album version uh, on Little Deuce Coop over the single where they added in the, the cheerleaders. Which I think it's the honey. So like Brian's um, wife, Marilyn. Um, I, I can't stand that version. So I'll definitely I definitely prefer the version on Little Deuce Coop. But yeah, just never been a favorite album of mine. I like a couple of tracks, but that's about it. So. I a couple of months ago I would have agreed with you, but we'll get a little discoop when we get to it. Um, I do love Beach Rudier School though. Not <laughs> but, bad. <laughs> no, I I love it, but I'll, again I'll get to it when I get to it. All right, I know this next one you're gonna be hurt by. I have MIU, mm. but I will say we've kind of reached the point where actually even with my last album, all of these albums going forward I enjoy. So there's nothing that bores me. I'm never like hating on these. I enjoy these albums. I will listen to them beginning to end. 
So I'll make that very clear. Uh, it's just, and I've told this to you before, it's for me, this is an album full of 7 out of 10 songs. And 7 out of 10 songs are really enjoyable songs. I just, there's nothing too special on here except for My Diane. But after I learned what My Diane is about, I, kind of haven't, I haven't really gone back to it. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> like, I was like, this is a really good song. And then I'm like, oh, okay. But still, like, I don't know. I, there's just nothing too exciting for me on here. But then, like, I'll and I'll, and these are songs that I can just cherry pick, and I'm like, oh, I want to listen to this right now. Like, Match Point of Our Love, I had that on earlier today when I was driving to get lunch. So, these are good songs. It's just packaged as a whole. They're all, like, 7 out of 10 songs with nothing crazy exciting on here. Um, I will say, I really like the their version of Come Go With Me. Yeah. Awesome song. It is. And Al Jardine kills it on that one. Um, so again, all good songs, just nothing really stands out like every other album past this. Yeah, that, that's a fair, that's fair enough, uh, fair enough criticism of MIU. I feel like a lot of people's biggest gripe with the album is that it's just not interesting. Um, it, it is quite a bit higher for me. It's yeah. an album that's really grown on me over time. I definitely, I started out not liking it that much. I, but I will say, as you mentioned, come go with me. Great cover. Uh, great vocal from Al. Yeah. Um, people complain about the production on on that album. I I don't mind it. I, it's not the most exciting, obviously. It's it's kind of like that soft, not I guess kind of like yacht rockish, but um, I don't I don't hate it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I like the sounds. I love the sound of the album. I actually think it's really good production. I love yacht rock. So yeah, I think show up later. Match match point especially sounds really good to me, but uh, we'll get to it later because yeah, I. I um, oh, no, oh. I just wanted to shout out Sweet Sunday Kind of Love. Awesome Carl vocal, and She's Got Rhythm, awesome song. So there are, like, some higher songs for me. But, again, most of it's just... Yeah. All right, go. All right, uh, at number 23, so now we're jumping forward. Uh, we're jumping forward about 25 years or so uh, to an album that has uh, probably a pretty poor reputation among, like, a lot of Beach Boys fans, but uh, it's really grown on me lately, uh, and it's still cruising. Uh, so this is the Beach Boys at their cheesiest, for sure. Um, it, this album consists of a lot of songs that were featured in, in movies or on soundtracks, as well as a couple of like miscellaneous songs thrown in. Uh, this album has Kokomo, which uh, I said I've said before I have no problem with. I actually like it. It's a guilty pleasure for me. And you know anybody that does hate on it, hate on it. I feel like you're just hating on fun. Like it's a fun song. You know, it's fun. It's catchy. It's got a good hook, good melody. Uh, and some great vocals from the guys. I love Carl's part on Kokomo. Um, also, this album has Make It Big, which is uh, a cheesy-ass song, but I absolutely love it. I think Carl's vocals on it are, like, phenomenal. Uh, I love the chorus. See your name spelled bright up on the bright light. So good. Um, I also really like the title track's pretty good. Uh, cheesy as hell. And... Um, yeah, you know, uh, some cheesy lyrics from Mike as well, but I do like it. I like the yeah, the guitars in the second half of it as well. There's like it goes into like this guitar solo part. I really like that a lot. Um, one song that's grown on me lately in my car. Uh, I remember I used to not really care for this song at all. I thought Brian's vocal on it wasn't the best and it, it probably isn't. But uh, I actually it's grown on me a lot. I think it's a fun song. It's catchy. And I've been listening to it quite a bit lately. Uh, I know the fan favorite on this album is Somewhere Near Japan. Uh, I think it's all right. Like, I'm actually not nuts about it, but I don't hate it. Like, I, I get the appeal of it for sure. Um, but I could see it growing on me more in the future. 
Um, in terms of why this album is so low, though, uh, there are some stinkers on here. I'm not a big fan of Island Girl. Um, not Al. I think it's an Al Jardine song, not one of his better efforts. It sounds like it's knocking off that um, that song by Blondie. Uh, I think the tide is high. I think it's not. It, it kind of sounds like it's knocking off, but I'm not a huge fan of it. It's actually got a couple like memorable parts, but the whole the song as a whole, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, and of course, there's the uh, notoriously the uh, the Wipeout cover with the Fat Boys, which uh, is just dreadful. I, I hate it. Um, to me, I mean, you kind of have to view it like it's not even a Beach Boys song. Um, it's mostly a Fat Boys song with Beach Boys contributing some backing vocals. But uh, the fact that it's on a Beach Boys album and listed under the Beach Boys name, I I, I do not like that at all. So, uh, but yeah, still cruising. You know, it's a cheesy ass album. I get why it gets the hate that it does. But uh, I like some cheesy songs from the Beach Boys from that period. And it's okay with me. So, yeah. Full heartedly agree. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, all right. I might, I might offend some people with this one. I have. That's why God made the radio this low. Yeah, fair enough. It's, it kind of has what I call the David Bowie Black Star effect, where I'm kind of sad listening to it because, knowing the history of the band and knowing that this is probably and especially now the last time the band's going to record together, mm-hmm. it's just kind of sad. Um, there are some good songs on it, of course, but like. I do see a lot of it still as kind of just we're doing this to do it, not because we really want to make music. Still some good songs. Uh, the Private Life of Bill and Sue uh, was pretty good. That's The title track's awesome. I like Shelter. So that, it's got good songs on there. I just don't revisit the songs that much. Just It's kind of a sad album, but it is a much better note to go out on than Summer in Paradise. Like <laughs> I said, I'll listen to the album beginning to end. It's good. And it, it's actually really well produced, and I do like the Brian tracks. It's just, I'm just kind of sad listening to it. Yeah, it's funny you say that about it being well produced because that's one of the biggest gripes I think a lot of people have with it. They don't like the production. They, a lot of people do not like Joe Thomas, who did the production on that album, as well as uh, a couple of Brian's solo albums, uh, like Imagination, I think. Um, so yeah, people actually don't seem to like the production, but I, I actually don't. I don't mind it, but yeah, I do definitely. Bad get the issue with it though it is very i I don't know how to describe it but it it, i'm not a huge fan of it either but um yeah there's definitely some good songs on there though sure yeah Uh, yeah i do like shelter and i'll get into some of my favorites once i get to it on my ranking yeah um all right so i i'm I'm at number 22 now on my ranking and uh you're not gonna like how low this one is uh this is the beach boys self-titled uh 1985 um, you know, it's got a few moments that I like. I really like Get You Back. It's a great opener, uh, great production. Um, you hear Brian's falsetto on it, which is really cool to hear Brian again going up into that upper octave. Uh, I like Crack at Your Love a lot. Uh, really nice, cool, cool vocal from Al. I uh, love the bridge section with Brian. Uh, this is one of the songs where I think the 80s production works really well. Um, I think this song, uh, it, it almost seems like it was written for that kind of production, and I, I do enjoy it a lot. Um, I Do Love You, which is a Stevie Wonder song that he wrote for the boys. Um, really like that as well. Carl delivers a good vocal on it. And, uh, you know, Carl has done a really good job uh, or did a really good job with, like, soulful songs, like on Wild Honey. Uh, you got, like, that R&B flavor on there, and this is another one of those songs. So really enjoy Carl's vocal on that one. Um, the bonus track on the CD version of Beach Boys 85 is Male Ego. Uh, and I, I know you said you're not a huge fan of that one. I, I like it. Uh, the lyrics are, you know, cheesy as hell and kind of 
embarrassing, but uh, I I do like the song. I think it's catchy and memorable. Um, but there's definitely some some songs I don't care for on this album, which is why it's so low. Uh, California Calling is just no. I'm, it's not like it's not the worst thing, but like it's not great at all. Um, I know a lot of people seem to like enjoy. I'm sure you do too. Like a lot of Carl songs on here, they don't do too much for me personally. Um, like I know a lot of people really like it's getting late. Like to me, it's just fine, but like I would never choose to put it on. Uh, where I belong, it doesn't do much for me at all. Um, there's a ballad by Bruce on here. I think it's she believes in love again. Not, yeah, yeah I'm not a huge fan. Of it. <laughs> I do like a lot of Bruce's sappy, like cheesier stuff, but like I'm not a huge fan of that one. So this album, like it's got a few moments that I, that I like, and uh, I can respect the '80s production on it. You know, I, I like that the Beach Boys were trying something new, working with uh, Steve Levine from uh, Culture Club, as you mentioned before. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not a favorite of mine. So yeah, yeah, all the criticism on that album, I totally get it. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get there. Um, we'll get there, and I'll get hated for it, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the 80s, I do have Still Cruising at number 21. All right. And I think the thing that brings us down is just the lack of material. It's I think there's only like six new songs on here. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, they closed it out yeah. with three old oldies. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, I do like this album a lot. Um I agree with everything you said. I think the only like of the new songs I don't like is Wipeout and Island Girl. Although Island Girl, like I, I can go by, I can go with it. I think something that's pretty good about the Beach Boys is like when they have really good songs, the surrounding filler, at least for me, I actually start to enjoy a bit more. Um, and I'll, I'll get more to that statement later on when I get to my higher picks. But uh, Somewhere Near Japan is a huge standout. I love this song. And the guitar work on this on this album is actually pretty damn good, uh, like you said, especially on the title track. The title track is kind of like a Kokomo ripoff, which you do see on a couple of tracks here. But I like Kokomo, so uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, something about somewhere near Japan is each member, I think, besides Brian, has their own vocal moment to shine on that song. So I like that too. Um, In my car is a bop. Um, Make it big is awesome. Yes. <laughs> the new tracks are like ultimate 80s Beach Boys, and I love that. It's just everything else is... Wipeout sucks. It does. It does. And there was also like... And I know what Mike Love was going for. They're going for all songs ever in movies. But if you just got rid of that premise and put on... Tacked on a couple more 80s tracks, gave Brian a bit more room to write, maybe, maybe leftovers. I don't know if he had any leftovers from his solo debut, but put those on there. It would have been a decent album that may have been higher on my list, but... There's just a lack of material here. I do like the production, though, even though some people hate it. But I like 80s music, especially New Wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's definitely like, like like you said, like there is some there's definitely some good parts of the album. Like I like uh, the guitar work, like you said, or like we both said is great. Um, and it's it, I think it's well produced for the most part. It's cheesy, obviously, but it's yeah. not, not, not not terrible by any means. So um, all right. So number 21 for me, this is one you've already talked about. Uh, the Beach Boys Party. Uh, and pretty much, I'm going to echo what, what you said about it. Uh, I feel that um, you know, there's some good covers on here. I, I, I like you. I'm a big Beatles fan, and I do enjoy the Beatles covers. I like their cover of I Should Have Known Better. Uh, Tell Me Why is great. That's probably my favorite of the covers on here. Uh, and You've Got to Hide Your Love Away isn't bad either. I think that's Dennis on vocals on that one, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, also, my favorite cover on here is Devoted to You. 
Uh, really nice. I think it's a duet between, I think it's Brian and Mike. I uh, really like that cover, as well as uh, There's No Other Like My Baby. It's pretty good as well. Um, in terms of the songs I don't like, I have never been a fan of Barbara Ann. Uh, I think live, it's actually not bad. I think it's kind of fun live. I think it actually can, it really rocks live. Um, I think um, the live at, if you listen to like some of the, uh, like the live at Nebworth album, Barbara Ann on there, it's like a freaking like, it really rocks. Um, but on this album, yeah, it just it gets on my nerves. I don't like all the laughter going on in the background. And yeah, I just don't like the production on it. It just sounds very, you know, sloppy. Um, and then also speaking of sloppy, yeah, I get around the version of, I get around on here. It's not good. Like, I think it's supposed to come off as like, oh, they're goofing around and having fun. Uh, but I just, I think it sounds awful. Like, I, I just think it sounds, it's just very annoying. So, uh, yeah, never like this album as a whole, not one I come back to too often, but there's like certain tracks that like I pick, you know, you pick and choose from, uh, that are good, especially devoted to you. I really like devoted to you. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think if they got rid of like a lot of the laughter and they went for a straight acoustic album, it would have been a lot better. Especially like since it was like their Christmas release and they needed mm-hmm. to get an album out before the next album, which was Pet Sounds. Right. Right. Yeah, just to like you know, just yeah. to fill just to uh give Brian time, you know, that's pretty much what, what the album was. It was a way to put product out, you know, for capital while while Brian worked on the masterpiece that was Pet Sounds. Right. Um but uh, no, there, it's funny you said that. So like there is that unplugged or that version that I think it was like the, the box set for party where like they do eliminate all the laughing and the uh, the talking in the background. So you just hear the tracks, which is kind of cool. And I think it, it sounds better that way. So, yeah, yeah. totally agree. I li- like I said, a good album. I just there's some things I'd like to take take away from it, especially that dreadful cover of I Get Around by the Beach Boys. <laughs> right. It's like That's they're covering, song. covering their own song, but they're butchering it. It's like, Exactly. Man. Yeah. I like the medley idea, but for an acoustic mm-hmm. album, it's not a good idea. Yeah. All right. So, number 20. I have Surf and Safari. It's very much a product of his time. And I enjoy it. I enjoy all of the album, except for maybe a couple of songs. Like I said, I feel like the filler on here kind of gets brought up a little bit. because of Not because of the higher songs on here, but because of the time period it's from. Um, I like that garage rock sound, but you also have to remember a lot of these albums, especially then, were full of novelty songs. Songs right. like County Fair, um, Heads I Win, Tails You Lose, like those kind of songs were just normal. Um, but I, I still I still enjoy it. I don't really enjoy Ten Little Indians. I don't even really like the music to it either, so it's not even just the lyrics for me. It's just meh. meh. But Surf and Safari is awesome. You can't deny it. Um, Cuckoo Clock is awesome. I love Brian's falsetto part on there. I talked about that. Dennis's version of Little Girl, You're My Miss America is a really, it's kind of a beautiful song. I really like Dennis's voice for it. So this is a good album. It's just very of its time, and the Beach Boys had little to no control over it. Um, 409, I've never been a huge fan of, but like you said, live, it's awesome. You see, that song and Shutdown are worked into as a melody or medley for uh, the live shows, so I think that actually works great. Um, surfing, I appreciate its historical purpose, but I'm not a huge fan of the song. Although I will say, I think I like it. It's actually been brought down by the 1992 version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't get that one out of your can't, head. Right? Can't unhear it. Right. No. Yeah. But yeah, good album. It just, I, I appreciate it as it, it's historical significance rather than it's musical significance. 
Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, number 20 for me is uh, an album that you've already talked about. Uh, it's one that I initially didn't like much at all, but it's starting to grow on me quite a bit. And now I do like uh, quite a few of the tracks on it, although I, I also understand why people aren't necessarily a huge fan of this album. Uh, it's Keeping the Summer Alive from 1980. Um, this one has uh, going on on it, which is I know you said, you know, you're OK with it. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's the highlight from this late, the late 70s, you know, early 80s period of the Beach Boys. I think it's just a standout song. Uh, definitely uh, the correct choice for the single from this album. And unfortunately, I don't think it did much, um, which is a shame because I think it's a great song. Um, oh, Darlin, I like. It's kind of a cheesy ballad, but nice little song. Uh, nice bridge section uh, with Mike on lead. And then Carl sings the uh, the verses. Real Good song. Um, Santa Anna Wins is a nice effort by Al. Uh, unfortunately, I think the production brings this one down. Uh, I think it's actually, I think the vocals are pretty grating on this one. And on this album as a whole, I don't think it's the most well-produced album. Uh, I know, you know, Bruce and Carl were the two that I think that were mostly involved with the production on this album. And I'm just not a big fan of it. I think it sounds, if I had to describe it with a word, it sounds like plastic, like fake. I, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like real, you know? Um, some of these songs I think would sound much better in like a live setting and they definitely do. Cause there's recordings of songs like the title track, keeping the summer alive. That I think sounds better live. Um, lastly, uh, so endless harmony, a uh, real cheesy closer from Bruce, but I actually like it quite a bit. Um, I especially like that, that the last part where they hit that super high note. I think it's Bruce doing it. Um, they go, really like that a lot. Um, and, uh, but there's definitely some, some crap on here as well. Uh, I don't like the school day cover. I think it's like a Chuck Berry. Uh, I think Al does a nice vocal from Al, but I feel it's like just filler, which I think it is. And I don't like sunshine very much at all. I think it's very, just, it's just the same thing over and over. I think it's just boring and it feels like it was just put on to fill time. Um, so yeah, I, I get the gripes people have with this album uh, definitely not one of their strongest efforts by any means, but, uh, I think if you can get past the cheesy production, I think there's some, some fun little songs on here. So that's my, uh, number 20. I, I agree. I, I never said it like I hated it. I just, it's kind of just boring for me. Um, mm -hmm. uh, although, uh, what's it called? When girls get together, I think the instrumental version is awesome. I yeah. don't really like the vocals on it. I just, meh. Yeah. I, sorry, I forgot. No, I forgot to mention that song. I totally agree. Um, I, I think the instrumental sounds great. Uh, I think it's really cool, cool production on it. Uh, I think it's originally from 1970 around the time of like Sunflower. I think it was like an outtake from those sessions. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the instrumental is great. Um, I don't mind like the vocals, but I just think it goes on too long. It's just a very I feel like they could have cut this song in half and it would have been fine. Um, but but yeah, I, I totally hear you on that. Yeah. It really misses De that album. Really needs Dennis on it. Mm -hmm. That's what it needed. I think if you add in a Dennis, it would have been a much better album. I still enjoy it though. It's just I don't really go back to it too much. All right, all right. So twenty. I think we're at twenty, right? Uh, we yeah. Uh, no, you're at you're at nineteen. I think. Oh, I'm at nineteen. That was uh, my yeah. I have Surfing USA. Mm -hmm. Like I said, these albums kind of go together, Surfing Safari and Surfing USA. And if you were to ask me about a couple of years ago, I, I, it would have been Surfing Safari ahead of it. But this past year, I've been listening to Surfing USA, and I'm like, this stuff rocks. 
and I think part of the reason why I can appreciate it is it's a mostly garage rock album again. And um, the instrumentals, like you mentioned, don't do much for you. I love surf guitar instrumentals. Um, Wipeout, Miserlou, awesome. Although I will say this version of Wipeout pales in comparison to the Dick Dale version. Like I, Carl's hitting the notes. He's just not hitting them with the same passion that Dick Dale did. Um, so I, but I still appreciate the surf instrumentals. I love them. I think the Beach Boys do a good job with them. I think if they, if you saw them do it live, it would have been much more cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do like the instrumentals. Uh, the originals on here are awesome. Farmer's Daughter is awesome. I love the bass line to it. Um, and I love, I actually love David Marks's rhythm guitar to that song too. The that's David Marks, which is pretty cool. Um, and standouts. Surfing USA, even if it sounds like a Chuck Berry song, it's still a really good song. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lonely Sea, awesome. Yes. Top top song of the album. It's a good album. I, I just, just like, it's hard to compare like a pure surf album to what comes next. Mm-hmm. But I do like the album a lot. So. All right. So number 19 for me is That's Why God Made the Radio. Uh, an album that you already talked about. Uh, so the last Beach Boys album, uh, likely the last Beach Boys album ever released. Um, and, you know, this is an album that uh, there's some really great songs on here, in my opinion, uh, from there to back again. I mentioned on the last episode um, is one of my favorite Beach Boys songs from their from their later years. Uh, I think I, personally, I think it's the last great Beach Boys song. Um, but I also like uh, Pacific Coast Highway, which I think follows it on the album, as well as Summer's Gone, which is like a really emotional and moving closer. You know, um, it, as I said in the last episode, uh, this album, uh, that's why I got made the radio. It's very reflective. Um, you know, all of the members are kind of acknowledging in, uh, in the lyrics that, you know, they're, they're growing older. And, you know, um, it, it's I think that Summer's Gone is a really moving song. Uh, n- nice vocal from Brian. And um, also think about the days as a strong opener as well. Uh, there are a couple of songs in this album I don't care for very much. Uh, it's you mentioned this one is one that you liked. I actually don't like. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the private life of Bill and Sue. Uh, it's never been a favorite of mine on here. Uh, also, I don't like Beaches in Mind at all. That's easily my least favorite song on the album. Um, it's I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of it. I think Mike wrote it, uh, which nothing against Mike, but I don't think this is a strong song. Uh, but uh, yeah, this album, uh, I know, as I mentioned earlier, it gets some uh, it gets complaints from people because of the production, which I guess I understand. Um, it's got like that very like smooth AOR like production adult oriented, um, but it, it's fine. It's got some strong songs and uh, I think it's a solid it's a solid way to go out for the band. Uh, definitely a, a stronger way to conclude the band's recording career than um, Summer in Paradise for sure. So. Yeah, I'm with you on some of that. I I, I get it. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just mostly like it's kind of hard to listen to, especially with like the older voices and. Yeah. Like also, uh, there's a lot of people that complain about like auto tune on this album as well, and it's it's noticeable. Like I don't think it bothers me as much as it does some others, but like there's definitely it's definitely noticeable for sure. So. Yeah, it is. Can't lie about that. Yeah. It's hard to hear the Beach Boys using auto tune, but they're not yeah, really using it to the voice. Yeah. They're doing it to fix the voice right right oh. all right uh number 18 Eight. this is where we hit really good albums mm-hmm. just to be very clear so people don't get really pissed off all right i'm gonna hurt justin in this one i have 2020 mm. 
You are, yeah, Justin's not gonna like that. <laughs> That's pretty I, low. Again, though, I have really good albums. I actually listened to this one today to like confirm its placement in the list. Mm-hmm. It's just this is kind of their white album for me, where there's a lot of songs I do enjoy, but the ones I don't aren't for me. So I can't. Re- I don't really listen to them that much. Um, Bruce's pieces on here I don't really like too much. Um, but I do really like some of Dennis's tracks. Uh, Be With Me is pretty cool. Um, and I know a lot of people hate this one. I really like Bluebirds Over the Mountain. I like today, I, I listened to it for the first time in maybe like a year. I'm like, this is pretty damn good. But I don't know. Yeah, Do It Again is awesome, though. Uh, I Can Hear Music is also awesome. Like, those are the two easy standout tracks for me. And I was really shocked to hear that I Can Hear Music was actually a cover. Yeah, it blows the original out of the out of the water, in my opinion. Uh, oh, I think easily. It's, I think it's the Ronettes that that did it. But uh, yeah, the great production on that song and um, great vocal from Carl. That's one of those songs I I don't know how I forgot to mention it in like my honorable mentions uh, on the last episode. But uh, just a really well produced song. I don't think Brian had too much to do with it either. I think it's mostly uh, uh, just a Beach Boys like Carl production. So it's really strong song. I really liked it. Um, I also really liked the. Uh, oh my god, I forgot it. Time to get alone. There you go. Oh, yeah. that's that's my standout. Like I, I mean, do it again, and I can hear music are easy standouts. But how I forgot it, I can hear. Uh, Time to get alone is awesome. Yes, I although agree. I like the Wild Honey Sessions version much better. I still got to listen to that because you got to listen to it. You, you mentioned that, but I was like, I was very skeptical just because I love the 2020 version. So it's I'll, very, I'll it's very similar. Oh, it's okay. Just it sounds more like Wild Honey. Like I can't explain it. All right. Well, you'll like it though. If you like Wild Honey, you'll like the that version of it. But that's all I have to say. It's again, it's like their white album. Like the highs on here are high, and the lows are real low. Like all I want to do. Yeah. Not a big. I love you, Dennis, but no. Never learn, learn not to. Never learn not to love is a very. I like the song. I don't like the origins of it. It's so weird. Yeah, it's to me, I'm not like, yeah, the origins are, you know, obviously not good considering, you know, Manson's involved in it and everything. Um, honestly, I just don't think it's like it's it's an OK song, but like, I don't think it's anything special. Like, um, right. It, right. And uh, I for me personally, um, obviously, I haven't got to 2020 yet on my ranking, but yeah, uh, never cared for Bluebirds much. Um, but uh, I do like I, and I actually do like Bruce's uh, contribution, uh, the nearest faraway place, though. I think it's a very pretty instrumental um hot take i probably prefer that to, well i don't know if i prefer it but i it's it's pretty much neck and neck with let's go away for a while with me so yeah yeah the shocker I like, no i like it a lot i think it's really pretty so let's go away for a while is one of my favorite beach boys songs like it's in my top 20 yeah oh uh, a- wow i don't i don't mind it it's just it doesn't do much for me and I'm not the biggest Bruce fan, although I'll admit I do like his songs, but I don't know. Maybe that's the reason. But I don't know. Like, I can cherry pick which songs I really like on here, and the rest I don't really care for. So it, it literally, it's unlike uh, the previous ones where it's like all 7 out of 10s. This is like, I'm dealing with like 9, on, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 songs, and the rest are like 3 out of 10, 4 out of 10. So it's like quite literally the most polarizing album for me. Yeah. 
the uh, version of Cotton Fields on here doesn't do much for me either. I know somebody somebody mentioned it uh, that they preferred that one. I think it was was it was it Matt? Who, no, it wasn't Matt. Somebody, Lawrence, I think. Well, yeah, Lawrence. I, yeah, no, it was, it was it was Justin. Justin. Just, oh yeah, just, yeah. Justin preferred the version of uh, Cotton Fields on 2020 over the single release, which. I to me that was like the hottest take of yeah, that's a huge I, I, because I didn't even I didn't even understand what he said at first and then I it hit me and I was just like wait like really like I don't <laughs> that know that was I my just, reaction too I'm like what yeah I just Cotton Fields is a great song I love it yeah the single just, verse just blows it out of the water in my opinion yeah yeah I, I digress I mean a good yeah. al- good album it's just it's completely yeah. polarizing for me but then again like I said the good songs can bring the filler up for me so if I'm listening to it as an album I still appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, all right. So uh, number 18 for me, this is uh, an- another one you've talked about already. Uh, and this one's another one that uh, has been a big grower on me for sure. I went from only liking a few songs on it. And now I now I like, I would say about half the album, maybe more. Uh, and it's 15 big ones. Um, so obviously this album has a lot of history around it. Uh, this album was released in the, the midst of the, the Brian ba- Brian's back uh movement you know where um you know it was that big campaign uh to get brian back touring with the band get him back in the spotlight promote the brian's uh brian wilson is a genius thing you know um and he was making a lot of tv appearances around that time as well uh but uh yeah this album i get why people are critical of it um it's definitely not i don't think it's one of the the boys finest efforts for sure um you know it was promoted as oh brian's back in the studio he's producing it um, but uh, the production on this album is definitely interesting. Uh, it's kind of a, a precursor to Love You in a way uh, with like the synths and stuff, which I kind of like personally because I'm a huge Love You fan. Um, but uh, in terms of the songs I like on this album, uh, I, for the, in terms of originals, really like It's Okay. Uh, I used to not care for it, but now I do like it a lot. I think it's a really catchy, fun summer song. Um, Had Dephonia, as you mentioned, great song. Uh, I believe originally um, an American Spring song uh that the boys redid and it's it's really good i do wish it was longer like you said and uh brian doesn't sound particularly great on it or or for much of this album honestly but you know i, I actually don't mind brian's raspiness um on like love you either so uh, not a big complaint for me um in terms of, oh also back home like back home a lot um they released a live version of it on feel flows i think and i it's i, I like it a lot live as well uh, in terms of the covers, uh, Palisades Park, excellent vocal from Carl. Uh, I've heard th- this cover. I know it's a bit of a slower tempo compared to the original version of this song, but uh, I really like it. I actually like the tempo a lot, and I think Carl delivers a really strong vocal on it. Um, uh, just once in my life, what a great cover. Uh, I actually prefer this cover to the original. Um, I think it's really I, – I like the production on it a lot. Uh, Brian's vocal, this is an example where like Brian, like if you're judging it, like from a vocal, like vocal, like way, it's probably not the best vocal. It sounds very like shot and and raspy, but I think that actually makes it more like emotional and moving. Um, Brian's vocal on this song, uh, Carl also great vocals on this song as well. Um, in the still of the night, guilty pleasure for me as well. You like it. I like it. Uh, really great vocal from Dennis. I uh, really, when Dennis's voice got raspier, you know, it, I feel like he got more of like a, a soulful voice, you know, and I think that, that kind of song, it, it really enhances it. I think Dennis was definitely the right choice, uh, to sing lead on that song. Uh, and then lastly, I, I forgot to mention two songs. I forgot to mention, um, Chapel of Love, Guilty Pleasure cover. I know the vocal is 
rough, but uh, I like it. I think it's uh, it's like charming in a way. Uh, you can tell Brian Brian was like putting giving his all on it. You can tell he really is passionate about that song, and uh, it, it's a fun cover. Uh, Susie Cincinnati is a nice Al song as well. Um, I actually it used to not do much for me, but it's grown on me quite a bit. And I like the uh, the feel flows remastered version because this is another song that kind of sat around for a while. Um, I believe it was actually released as a, a single a couple of times, like a B side, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, so. Yeah, but uh, it's a, it's a nice it's it's nothing like special, but like I enjoy it. I think it's a fun little style. So I forgot to mention that Susie Cincinnati was the clear standout of 15 big ones for me. Oh, I was really? surprised I forgot it because like that's a guitar song I I like to play. I love playing it. It's yeah. a huge highlight for me. I kind of forgot about that. That was actually, that is the reason why it's above keeping the summer alive for me. Oh, wow. Susie Cincinnati and it's okay. Yeah. Uh, also, in terms of the reason why this album is still relatively low on my ranking, uh, there's still quite a few songs in here that I don't really care for. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the rock and roll music cover. Uh, the single version is definitely better. I think they sped it up a little bit on the single version. It definitely has some more energy to it, I think. Um, but yeah, just never been a huge fan of it. Uh, despite the fact that, yeah, it's kind of got like that synth heavy production, like, you know, that love you has too. but yeah, never been a big fan of it. It does rip live. I agree with you on that. Um, also TM song never done much for me. It's kind of just a goofy little thing. I don't really know why. I think it's kind of like a filler song to me and a couple of the covers, um, a couple of the Mike covers. I'm not a huge fan of also everyone's in love with you. Not a favorite of mine either but it's whatever so that's it for me um for 15 big ones i like every everyone's in love with you it's all right it's fine like, it's okay like it's, it's okay, okay. <laughs> yeah fun is and it's no sin it's that time again are oh, you gonna hate me you ready oh god I'm i gotta love you oh that's awful okay <laughs> um it's not <laughs> for the reasons that everybody will probably think and i've explained this to you the best i could okay Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I Like I said, all of these albums I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Love You. In fact, I love Love You. It's just, it's too much of Brian at once for me. And it's not the kind of Brian I'm, like, really into. I love synth music. Um, but I, some of it might just be, like, Brian's vocals and a lot of the lyrics for me. It's too much Brian. And I'm not saying too much Brian's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's not a good thing for the Beach Boys, or at least it's not for me. Because mm-hmm. um, there's no like bad song on here. I can't really think of one. I really can't. I love this. I love the whole album. It's just too much Brian for me. Uh, I do love uh, the synth work, though. I'm a big David Bowie fan, and I often I think I told you this. Excuse me. I've called this his David his his version of Low. If you've ever listened to Bowie. Low is this big 70s synth album by David Bowie. And this is kind of like the Beach Boys version of it. And it's kind of funny because they came out in the same year. So two huge influential um, synth pop albums. But like I said, it's just too much Brian. Um, The lyrics are a little too much for me at times. Um, The Night Was So Young, though, awesome song. I'll Bet He's Nice is the huge standout for me. I love Mona. I love Airplane. Um, I actually love Johnny Carson. I know a lot of people. Dude, kind of, I do. No, I do too. 
I do too. So, like I said, I love this album. It's just, is it really a Beach Boys album or is it a Brian album? And that was actually like a case back in the day. They were like, are we going to make this a Beach Boys album or are we going to make it a Brian album? So, it seems much more of a, a Brian solo work for me. And it's too much of weird Brian. And it, sometimes it's just hard for me to handle. And I and I've, honestly, if it really comes down to it, I think I like every album more than it. I don't hate this one more than any less any of the other ones. I just like the other ones a lot more. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, enough. I love the album. It's just I yeah. I can't. I I try to. I just can't. Yeah, like my take on it. Like I I I definitely get the perspective of like it's it's more a Brian album than than a Beach Boys album. As you said, it was originally like Brian loves you. You know, um, but like I don't like personally, I don't view it that much differently than like Pet Sounds as like Pet Sounds is mostly a Brian Wilson thing. Like, yeah, there were some songs where like maybe like he intended parts for, you know, certain uh, certain members to sing, you know, like I, Carl ended up, you know, doing God Only Knows. And just like on Love You Too, you know, you have the Beach Boys vocals prominent on a lot of songs. You have uh, Carl on I'll Bet He's Nice and, and Dennis. Um, you have Al on honking down the highway. You got Mike singing airplane and, and roller skating child. So like, to me, the fact that the beach boys vocals besides Brian are also prominent in, on the album makes it a beach boys album to me, but that's just my take. I do understand that. Like it is a very Brian album. And, uh, I under, I totally get like why some people aren't nuts about like this period of his music, because, uh, it's definitely different, a lot different from what he was doing in like, you know, the mid 60s, uh, late 60s or. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was trying to say is like, I'm not disregarding it as so much a Beach Boys album, I guess. Yeah, it's a different side of Brian that wasn't in Pet Sounds because Pet Sounds obviously is a, also a very Brian album. Right. But like, this is a different Brian. You can't I feel like you can't compare the two, but I like I don't want to put it this low. I just. <laughs> I can't force myself to like it as much. I still love it though. Awesome yeah, yeah. album. I give it a full listen all the time. It's just, yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. I'm gonna get hate for it. If you're gonna be like, kick this guy off the podcast, but no, it's not. Honestly, though, I get it because, like, for me too. Like, I this isn't one of many Beach Boys albums where, like, I started out only liking a few songs on it. You know, I I liked the night was so young. I liked I bet he's nice. Um, but you know, it took a long time to really grow on me. There were, I remember songs like solar system and, and Johnny Carson, those didn't click with me for a long, long time. Um, even like the opener, let us go on this way, which I know a lot of people like that song a lot, took a long time to grow on me. But, uh, now I, I pretty much like the full album. Um, and I'll, I'll have a lot to say about it once I get to it on my ranking. It's a lot higher than where you put it, but yeah, I, again, I love it, but yeah. I like the other ones more. All right. Okay. Uh, number six. 17 for me um this is an album that has this one is really hard for me to rank because it's got some incredible songs on it some of the best songs the beach boys ever did but it's also loaded with filler and um i feel like this is i feel like you can maybe guess what the album is uh it's shutdown volume two um this album has some absolute classics on it it's got don't worry baby uh which is just you know one of brian and the beach boys best songs um the warmth of the sun another hauntingly just beautiful uh ballad uh i forgot to mention that last week is like an honorable mention i really love the warmth of the sun a lot uh brian's vocals on it just incredible uh keep an eye on summer uh that's kind of like a, an album cut that i really like a lot a nice ballad uh and of course fun 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 uh which is you know uh uh 
staple in the Beach Boys set list. Uh, they've been doing it pretty much, you know, since the song came out. And it's a popular, like, um, concert closer as well. So, uh, but as I mentioned, my issue with this album is just the amount of filler on here is just ridiculous. You got Pom Pom Playgirl, which I think is awful. I cannot stand it. I think it's annoying. And uh, the, the very cringe or the, um, at the end where they wave those pom poms all around. I think that's Carl doing that. But I don't like that at all. Uh, Louie Louie is just throwaway nothing special denny's drums is literally the definition of filler and i mean it's it's not even like interesting drumming that's my like that's beyond, yeah. beyond beyond the fact that it's not a song like it's not even the most interesting drumming so like it's not even that fun to listen to um and then obviously there's the spoken word thing which like i know some people like that stuff but like i just view it as filler you know so um yeah the main issue with this album is just the filler that's that's pretty much it i mean if if they had done uh, a few more songs that were as top notch as, you know, don't worry, baby, the warmth of the sun and put them on here. I think it would be a lot higher for me, but instead you got crap like pom pom playgirl taking up space on this album. And, uh, you know, it, this is one of those albums where I, I think if I remember right, Brian wasn't even that thrilled with it. Like, I think he even felt like it was rushed, you know, capital part of the reason the beach boys ended up, you know, splitting with capital is because, you know, capital always expected, product they were like okay when's the next album you know and they're like brian's working on it well no we need another album you know we got to we got to make money so um yeah it's not their finest album but uh the reason it's not any the reason it's not lower than it is is because of the standout songs on it so yeah don't know something yeah sure my next one was also shut down volume two all right well uh yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts on it <laughs> the same as yours um I do want to shout out this car of mine. While it's not the most like complex song, I do like Dennis's vocal on it. I get, I think it's one of those songs that Brian wrote that for Dennis. Mm-hmm. Shout out the cover though. That's one of the best covers for the band. It is. All Only the, the music was as good though. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Why Do Fools Fall in Love is a pretty cool cover. The cover that does suck though is Louie Louie, which I feel <laughs> like the Beach Boys could have pulled it off, but they didn't. Like Louie right. Louie was a really rocking song. Um, I like the. It's not the original version, but the version that came out by the Kingsmen, I think. Mm-hmm. Awesome version of that song. And there's other covers of Louie Louie around that time that were awesome. So I'm like, if any band could pull it off, it's the Beach Boys, and they don't. Because yeah. I mean, like with the surf guitar that they they still had in their arsenal, I feel like they really could have pulled it off, especially Carl with like a lead, but they didn't. Uh, that's my spiel because I really like that song. Not the Beach Boys version though. Yeah. Um, fun, fun, fun is a shockingly complex song if you really look at it. I mean, I mean that's a guitar player in me. Um, not even counting the opening, which they did take that from Chuck Berry, but Chuck Berry also took it from Chuck Berry. So why you, you can't be mad yeah. at that? It's true, very true. So awesome song. The chord progression is like shockingly complex if you really get into it when they go fun, 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 like in the chorus. Is mm-hmm. actually like insanely complex if you really look at it. But again, that's the musician in me. Uh, don't worry, baby. A lot of people I know, like, there's a YouTuber t- named JT Curtis. Um, I love the the YouTuber, but he kind of rips on this song for sounding like "Be My Baby," and I'm like, that's kind of the point. <laughs> right, right. It's, a, it's almost like a tribute to it, right? Well, Brian wrote that for the Ronettes. He wanted them to mm-hmm. record it. And yep. then Phil Spector said, no way. So it's like, Brian's like, all right, screw you. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, they, and thank God they did because it's phenomenal. I don't so think the Ronettes couldn't have done it better. I don't think so. 
But that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people like rip on it, like Brian's stealing music, and I'm like, not really. Right. Uh, I love that song. It's one of my favorite Beach Boys songs. It didn't make my list. It almost did. Um, the the one that beat it was uh, "Please Let Me Wonder," and I feel like "Please Let Me Wonder" is like the upgrade to that song. But yeah. we'll get to Beach Boys today eventually. Um, yeah, it's a good album in terms of like the highlights, but everything else is too much filler. Oh I my agree. god! Yeah. Uh, shout out to "In the Parking Lot." That's a night. That's an okay song too. Yeah, I don't. Mind that one. That was one of the more like most recent songs that like really grew on me on this album. I was like, yeah. you know, I, this isn't that bad. Like, it's actually kind of a catchy little song. But like, yeah, most of the most of the album tracks on this album don't do much for me. So. I feel like if every other song was like quality wise of in the parking lot, I what feel like this. It would yeah, it would have been much higher on my yeah. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. Brian really put all his heart and soul into those three, four tracks, and uh, the rest were just. Yeah, and and like I said, I don't even blame like the Beach Boys because I, I think it's so on Capital for you know expecting an album every like you look how many albums they were releasing those first few years. You know they're doing like four albums in one year, like that's insane. You know three albums the next year, like it's just crazy how much product they had to put out. And then you know once uh, as the '60s progressed and they switched labels, obviously they were able to actually take their time making albums and put out very high quality uh, material. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, all right, so I think it's back to me, right? All right, so number 16 on my ranking. We're going back to the late 70s, uh, and it's the uh, L.A. Light album. Um, this is an album that uh, has grown on me quite a bit, and uh, I know a lot of people, I think, in the Beach Boys uh, community do appreciate this album. Uh, it's definitely got some great moments on it. Um, Good Timing, uh, name of this podcast, of course. Uh, great opener. Uh, to me, that's the best song on the uh, the best out al- song on this album for sure uh lady linda by uh al i know we you know kind of stole it's part of like a, a bach composition but um it's a really nice song guilty pleasure for me uh nice vocal from al nice production on that song um full sail is a nice um not the most like interesting song but like i really like it just because i think carl's vocal on it is really pretty um and just a really smooth like yacht rock style song um, and it's definitely a guilty pleasure for me. Um, Love Surrounds Me and Baby Blue, uh, two Dennis compositions that are pr- very strong. Um, Dennis, uh, this is an album where, um, you know, Dennis had some leftover tracks that uh, were going to be on his uh, follow up to Pacific Ocean Blue, I believe. Uh, but the Beach Boys were kind of, you know, lacking material. They needed some more songs to fill the album. And uh, Dennis is, you know, De- with the way Dennis was, you know, that second album, he wasn't making much progress on it, I don't think. Um, so they ended up putting those songs on this album and, uh, they're, they're very strong songs. Um, baby blue, especially, uh, there are a few, um, not so great songs on here. Uh, most notably for me, here comes the night. Uh, there's no reason this song needs to be 10 minutes. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, even like if it was shorter, like the single version that they put out, um, I still don't think it's that interesting. I like a lot of disco music, but this is not interesting disco in my opinion, um and i think bruce is mostly to blame for this i think bruce really wanted to uh he was like we're gonna do a disco song you know we're going with the times that's what people want to hear uh and then as soon as they performed it live they got i'm pretty sure people were like booing them and stuff so they quickly dropped it from their set list um and yeah i just and the funny thing too like the original song here comes tonight i i really like it uh from wild honey it's actually like one of my favorite of like the album tracks on wild honey 
Uh, but yeah, this this disco version, just no. Even Carl couldn't save it with his vocals. So uh, Going South is really boring. Uh, one of those boring Beach Boy songs, in my opinion. It just does nothing for me. It just doesn't stick with me whatsoever. Uh, and I want to like it because, you know, Carl has a nice vocal on it, but it's just boring. Um, and Shorten and Bread is not – the superior version is the adult child version, which – if we talk about adult child, we can get into that more, but um, not the best version of shortening bread uh, on this album. But uh, yeah, this is an album that I think um, gets a little too much hate. Um, I know like in the Beach Boys community, a lot of people do defend it. But uh, generally, like the general public, I think this is not that bad of an album. And there's some really strong highlights on here for sure. So that's my thoughts on L.A. The best version of Shorten and Bread is the 18 minute version that's on YouTube. Oh God, I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best version of Shorten and Bread, without question. Ryan would agree with me on that. Um, I have a lot to say about LA Light, and uh, we'll get there when we get there because I love that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, number fifteen. I got Smiley Smile, mm-hmm. and I kind of have—I don't want to say issues. I have the same remarks on this that I do with Love You is that it's weird but (laughs) instead of being like purely like brian insanity weird this is like the entire band being weird and i love it like i like i said i love the weirdness especially with the beach boys but this album is so like remarkably out there that for the longest time i hated i hated it and then i listened to little pad for the first time and i'm like i understand all of this yeah Little Pad is the most is might be the most hauntingly beautiful song I've ever heard. Like, I feel like if I was on a like an LSD trip, I'd be losing my mind to it. It's it's but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like the Hawaiian chords that they're using. Um, I like the vocals on it. She's going bald is kind of like you said earlier. Like it's bad, but you because it's bad, you like it. Um, Heroes and Villains is one of my favorite Beach Boys songs. I don't like this version as much as the smile version with the our prayer and G intro, but it's still an awesome song. Good vibrations. I mean, come on, like that's an awesome song. Yeah. But of this album, those aren't the reasons I'm going to it. I'm going to this for Little Pad. I'm going to it for Wonderful with me tonight, and I uh, I think it's Wonderful. No, Wind Chimes is a uh, actually put in a different key on this album compared to the smile version i think it's in a minor key i, I could be wrong but it probably is because it's really creepy on on this album right. a lot of the versions of the smile songs on on this album so yeah um i could be wrong and there's somebody listening might be able to correct me but i think it's in a minor key compared to the major key version on a smile but again like this album is so beautifully weird in a st- 1967 psychedelic way and i love it yeah i have to say uh like and she's going bald when it goes into like that like that is like the trippiest ass like it almost it it doesn't sound like it's from that from that time you know it sounds like you know influential in a way like yeah um actually little pad has a bong riff in the beginning oh yeah you have to listen really close but there's a bong riff. And shout out Paul McCartney for being the sixth or seventh Beach Boy on this album. Vegetables. Chomping on his vegetables. Yeah, yeah. I do not like this version of vegetables, though. I like the smile version a lot more. But 
it still works in the context of the album, but I'm not listening to this version on its own. Yeah, I think a lot of people's gripe with with Smiley Smile is just like it's a collection of like inferior versions of of the Smile songs, you know. Like I, I I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not like a huge, I'm not as obsessed with Smile as a whole as like uh, a lot of people are. Uh, I'm definitely like in terms of like Pet Sounds or Smile, I'm Pet Sounds all the way. Um, but uh, like I think this album definitely has like its merit. Like uh, I do like the creepy version of Wind Chimes on Smiley Smile um i she's going bald is weird but like it's kind of fun like i kind of like it uh heroes and villains as you said like it's not to me it's the inferior version i think um the the bridge in the smile version definitely makes the song better um but there's definitely some i mean i'll get into smiley smile more when i talk about it but like yeah there's definitely some tracks on here that are a little too out there or that just don't do anything for me so yeah i like i, I agree i some of this I almost prefer to smile in some way. I like how this is a conceptually psychedelic acid trip of an album compared to Smile's Americana Western album. Right. But if it's Pet Sounds for Smile, I'm going Pet Sounds all the way. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, also, I love how the the guys just sound completely like stoned on on Little at the beginning. That, yeah, you know, that's when they do the ball grip. That's because they are stoned. Right. <laughs> They're all like laughing and oh my gosh, it's so like funny hearing that. Um, all right. Do we move on to my number 15, I believe? Yeah, number 15. Yes, sir, go ahead. All right. So we're in my top 15 now and um, we're not jumping too far from LA. We're going the year prior, uh, MIU. Um, so MIU is an album that has also grown on me a lot. Um, I understand the criticism of it. Like you said, it, it does kind of feel like an album full of like six to seven out of 10 songs. Um, but I think there's definitely some, some good stuff on here that I personally enjoy. Uh, as I mentioned, come go with me is a, uh, solid cover, uh, with Alan lead, um, sweet Sunday kind of love great vocal from Carl that definitely elevates this song, um, to another level, uh, Carl's vocal, um, I especially love the second half of this album. Um, the sequence from uh, you got Pitter Patter, which is a nice song by uh, Mike and Al, I believe. Uh, catchy little song, nothing like super special, but like it's fun. I definitely like put it on sometimes and enjoy it. Uh, My Diane is like a standout from this album. Uh, really moving uh, vocal from from Dennis. I know Brian wrote this song, but uh, Dennis delivers a really powerful vocal with like his raspier, more worn out voice um match point of our love this is such a guilty pleasure for me i love this song i will defend it forever um it obviously the lyrics are cheesy it's like this like tennis love uh breakup song thing uh and it has like a disco beat to it almost um but i really like this song and i love the outro uh where, like brian's like da 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 and then it goes into like um there's like that beautiful like guitar line i think it is that like fades out as the song ends and it's really like that a lot um, and then Winds of Change, I know, uh, I think it was Matt saying, like, this song puts him to sleep. Um, I actually like it. Like, it's it's not like a highlight, but, like, I, I like it. I think it's pretty. And I do like um, the the callback to uh, when I grew up to be a man at the end, when you hear Brian saying, uh, won't last forever. Like, I think that's kind of moving. Um, obviously, this album is infamous for having Hey Little Tomboy on it. Uh, I think we talked about it a little, but like, I think the song itself is catchy. I think it has a good melody. Um, unfortunately, the lyrics are like awful and creepy. 
and I, I totally get why people can't stand this song, but judging it like musically, I actually think it's one of the more memorable songs on the album in terms of catchiness. But unfortunately, the lyrics make it memorable in the wrong way. Um, thank God, though, they dropped the adult child version where they have the spoken word bit where you hear Brian saying, you know, let's put a dress on and wear a little makeup and, you know, crap like that. I mean, could you make the song any you know more disturbing? Uh, but they did. Uh, thank God they dropped that. Um, besides that, so the reason this album isn't any higher for me is kind of what you said. Um, a lot of the songs feel like solid, but not like top notch. Uh, there are, are, there are a couple songs I don't care for. Kona Coast has never done much for me. It's kind of like a callback to Hawaii, the song Hawaii, um, which I, by the way, I don't care for that song either. Um, but, uh, Kona Coast doesn't do much for me. Bells of Paris. I know a lot of people don't like this song. I am definitely with you on that. Um, this was originally supposed to be Bells of Christmas, I believe. Uh, the Beach Boys yep. had a failed Christmas or a rejected Christmas album around this time, and uh, it ended up pretty much evolving into MIU. There's a couple tracks uh, from that that were going to be on that Christmas album that ended up on MIU. Um, but uh, yeah, this this is not a bad album in my opinion. I get people why people say it's boring or uninteresting, but like in terms of like being listenable, I think it's totally fine. Um, and I actually put it on quite a bit, so. Yeah, I I like MIU. I, I like I said, it's just the thing that drags it down compared to most albums for me is just there's not a huge huge standout on it. Yeah, if like if anything, I like all of the songs on MIU more than some of the other ones I had above it. It's just it's missing that standout, and I can't put it any higher. Yeah, because like yeah. even like that's why God that made the radio had the title track for me. Yeah. Uh, still cruising has somewhere near Japan. <laughs> if you give uh, some of those standouts to MIU, like it'd be much higher. Right. If you give it. If you give MIU Angel Come Home, it would be in my top fifteen. Uh, we should have called this podcast Angel Come Home. We we He's talk about this song all the time. <laughs> okay. um, but you know, I, I I hear you. Like for me personally, like I I do like my Diane and um. Uh, match point of our love those two are like my personal standouts but like are they like standouts in the beach boys catalog as a whole probably not i think you can make an argument that like for their late 70s material my diane is a highlight of that period yeah it is but uh you know I, it's one of those albums where like you know i i like it but i totally understand why people are critical of it and i'm not going to argue about it you know like i'll be like yeah i get it i get it so if it makes you feel any better i have one of those albums and they're it's it's up there. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, but number 14, I have Little Deuce Coop. Mm. And a long time ago, or actually not that long time ago, like three or four months ago, this was like up there like at like number 20. <laughs> or like 22, 23. Yeah. And then I listened to it maybe six, seven months ago. And then I learned the history of the album. And it all hit. And I think that thing that makes this one so high for me is the originals and i kind of see this not so much as the car album but as their doo-wop doo-wop album uh ballad of old betsy spirit of america car crazy cutie um all like doo-wop influenced songs and i love doo-wop i'm a huge fan of the four seasons del shannon so a lot of that kind of hit with me um little deuce coop i not even close to the standout. Uh, Our Car Club, not even close to the standout. That was also on uh, 
I think Sarah Surfer Girl. Surfer, so. Surfer Girl. In fact, the thing that brings this album down for me is like the six or five or six non-original tracks. Yep. The new tracks are incredible. And if they gave Brian a much more time to work on this album, it would have been fantastic. Would have been like top ten for me. But they gave him four weeks between Surfer Girl and then to finish the album. Four weeks is not enough time to finish an album. That's usually how how long it takes for some bands to record an album. Right. It's dragged down by the non-original tracks, but the new ones on here are incredible. Shout out Car Crazy Cutie and shout out Ballad of Old Betsy. Those two are huge standouts. Two of my newer Beach Boys songs that I never really listened to before until now. And those are still relatively new to me. So, I mean, maybe I have a bit of recency bias on it, but I love it. Yeah, no, it's an um, like we said earlier, it's another one of those albums where like it shows like, you know, Capital basically saying, you know, we want more material, Brian, you know, like we need another album. So like, you know, what are you supposed to do? And, you know, you only have so much time, you know, like a month between albums, you know, or a couple months, whatever it was. Um, but like like you said, it definitely brings it down. Um, the fact that, you know, there is a lot of uh, a lot of reused tracks that were already on Surfer Girl. And um, and I think. I think shutdowns on here too, right? Which was on Surfing USA. Um, so yeah, I think maybe like what you were saying about the doo-wop, maybe that's why like it doesn't click with me. Like I wouldn't say I hate doo-wop. Like there's some doo-wop songs that I like, um, but maybe that has to do with it. Maybe because I'm not like I wouldn't say I'm like crazy about doo-wop, and because these songs are very like doo-wop influenced, maybe that's why it doesn't do much for me. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the the songs on on here just I don't know. They just have never really done much for me. Um, like uh like no go showboats on here right that that doesn't do anything for me um the vocal only tracks they do i think a young man is gone is on on here like those don't do too much for me either i will say custom machines all right i think that's on here right i think it's the last track custom machines all right but like again it's like i don't i don't put it it's not a song like i would choose to put on though like you know if it comes on if i somewhere i don't know where i would hear it randomly maybe on like the beach boys channel on sirius or something but like i wouldn't flip it but like it's not a favorite of mine so yeah um i'm with you on some of that i i do like doo-wop so it's a huge plus for me um i also like cherry cherry coop is pretty good it's actually i don't really like custom machine too much uh but really not really. No, I like I like the doo-wop songs. It brings it up for me. Hmm. And I just wish they gave Brian a little bit more time to work on it. Maybe like one more week and he would have brought out another song. But Capital, yeah. Capital. Yeah. Same well, reason why other, Smile wasn't released. Right. No, one, one other thing I wanted to say before we uh, move on here. Uh, I, I feel like personally like because like you know a lot of people say like you know the later 70s beach boys albums you know they're they're not all great you know and they definitely yeah they have some low points for sure um but i think the reason why like i can i can tolerate them more than like or even like some of them more than like like the early 60s material they put out i think i just have like a higher tolerance for like 70s filler if that makes any sense like less it's like less primitive sounding um, like I, I, I personally like, like a lot of songs that are considered yacht rock, not all of it, but like some songs and like songs like full sale on LA, like that's like pretty much yacht rock. And I, I do enjoy it, even though it might not be like the most musically exciting or interesting. I, I really enjoy it. Well, like something on little deuce coop, like an album cut from that album. I, most of them, I feel like I don't enjoy or like, I just don't 
want to hear them. So <laughs> I think it's just yeah. a personal preference. That's all. So yeah, absolutely. And I, I totally agree with you. I just, but I get, I don't know. I just gave this al- album a, after learning the history of it. I gave the album a full listen, and I'm like, oh. So I mean, I still think some of it might just be recency bias because I, I really only gotten into this album like six months ago. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, I definitely go back to it more, and I do appreciate the duop influence. But why don't we get to our number thirteen? I think it's fourteen. I think it's fourteen. So I just did I did MIU at fifteen. That was my thirteen. I go first. Oh, okay. No, all right. So it's yeah. me. Okay. So I have my number. Yeah, I have it. It was number fourteen. Uh, Carl and the Passion, so tough. Uh, so this this album is a mixed bag for me. Um, the songs. This is another one that was hard for me to rank because the songs that I love on here, I really really love. Um, like all this is that I mentioned it on the first episode. One of my favorite. 70s beach boy songs or just beach boy songs in general i just think it's a beautiful beautiful song uh great vocals from the guys especially carl um just a really like dreamy song to listen to uh so that's like the clear standout for me marcella is great i like marcella a lot especially love the um kind of like uh slide guitar solo on it uh it kind of reminds me of like like almost like a george harrison style solo in a way i guess uh really like that um here she comes great song uh, not doesn't really sound like a Beach Boys song, but uh, really, really great song. I think uh, Blondie and Ricky did that one. Um, but unfortunately, like pretty much the songs that I did mention, I don't really care for. Like He Come Down has never done much for me. It's kind of like this like gospel thing, like I guess. And like it, it's one of those songs where like I think there's parts of it that are OK. But like the song as a whole, like especially like the chorus, like the ah, Billy, it doesn't really do too much for me. Um, Make It Good is really boring i think um it to me also i forgot to mention cuddle up i really like cuddle up a lot uh i do think it's a little overproduced which i think is the the biggest gripe people have with dennis's tracks on carl and the passions they're very like lushly like orchestrated um with like you know just they're very high produced but like almost too much in a way i feel um cuddle up though i think it works better make it good is just not memorable to me um it's definitely the most skippable track on this album for me um you need a mess of help to stand alone has never done much for me i know some people like that one um but it, it's never been a favorite of mine um and that's one i've, I've re-listened to multiple times to be like oh am i just not getting it but like i i don't know it's just never done much for me um but but yeah overall like this album uh like i said has some really great songs on it that i do enjoy i think that period for the band when when uh ricky and blondie were in the group was really interesting and uh they they were a great live band around that time um really great live band um to to see and uh if you listen to some of the concert recordings from that time like the beach boys in concert album uh really strong but uh in terms of the blondie and ricky albums i definitely prefer the second album that they were on which we'll get to later so that's my number 14 carl and the passions yeah i don't uh, i have carl and the passions pretty similar ranked i don't have it next but I, i do like uh I have a lot of similar stuff to say. All right, uh, this is the big one for me. I don't know if I'm gonna get hated for this or what. I have Beach Boys '85 at number thirteen. I think this is the thirteenth best Beach Boys album. Uh, first things first. A lot of people hate the production on this, but as a big new wave fan, I love it. Uh, I think the Beach Boys fit it very well. 
And I think the thing that like especially drives it for people is they're expecting a pet sounds when they should be expecting a culture club album. So the production is very 80s, but compared to the other albums that come next, I think it fits these songs the best. Maybe I don't know is a huge standout for me, especially as a guitar guy. Like I don't know who's playing the guitar on that song, but it absolutely rips. It's awesome. Um, a lot of the harmonies on this are awesome. Brian's voice isn't as bad as it was earlier or as it will be in the future. It's kind of hit a pretty solid middle ground. And I think a part of that's because they're doing a lot of new stuff with this. Steve Levine's the producer. He does a lot of great work with the songs. Side A, I think, is actually, a, dare I say it, a perfect 80s album side. Side B is where it gets slow, though. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Passing Friends. Um, yeah. It's not, it doesn't do much for me. Um, Male Ego is a CD track, so it doesn't really count. But even that one, I'm not a huge fan of. I think it's all right. I think it's better than Passing Friend. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, as a whole, I mean, this album, is, it rips. It's You have to go in expecting an 80s pop album, and maybe it'll change your mindset on it. Uh, I can't say too much more than, than, than I've already said about it. I love this album. I will say this. I went in not really knowing where people rank this one. So that definitely changed a lot for me. I knew like some people didn't like it, but I didn't really know why. So I just went in, I listened to it. I'm like, that was pretty damn good. Um, Get You Back is a killer opener. Um, It's Getting Late has an awesome Carl vocal. Crack At Your Love is an awesome Brian and Al collaboration. And I think that's a song where they're kind of calling back, at least melodically, to some of their early p- period stuff. But it's not making reference to it, so it actually works. Yeah. And the 80s production actually helps it. Um, same thing with Get You Back. Uh, maybe, I don't know, like I said, killer guitar, killer Carl vocal, awesome song. I don't really like the Bruce song, She Believes in Love Again, but in the context of the album, I enjoy it. California Calling is the worst song, though. I, that's an that's a song where unlike Crack of Your Love, it borrows a lot from their '60s material, but it also like literally repeats helps me help me Rhonda with some of the vocals and stuff. And I'm not a huge fan. It doesn't do much for me. If anything, I think it kind of lowers some of the album. Uh, I'm so lonely is pretty decent, but that is a very '80s Brian track, and the vocals don't help too much. But I still enjoy it. Where I Belong is pretty good. I Do Love You is pretty good. It's just a matter of time is pretty good. So, but side B, definitely not as good as side A. But side A carries, Carl's vocals carry. I love this album. You got to go in with an open mind. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those albums where, like, if you're not into that 80s production style, you're probably not going to like it. Like, if you don't like the Culture Club stuff, you're probably not going to like this album. You know, but uh, like you said, you have to go into it kind of like not expecting it to be pet sound. It's its own thing. It's from its own era. You know, Um, for me, like I don't have a problem with the production, really. My issue, I just don't find the songs that interesting, uh, which is just my personal, you know, my personal opinion, my own taste. Um, But like you mentioned, though, there's, you know, Get You Back, great opener and um, uh, Crack at Your Love is great. And there's definitely it's one of those albums where like I wouldn't say that there's like 
that many like bad songs you know like i just think at worst it's just not at worst for me it's just uninteresting at best it's it's pretty good so that's, yeah. yeah it's my my beach boys 85 is your miu i do that's so funny you said that because literally that crossed my mind and i almost said it like that like that's pretty much our own yeah that's our comparison yeah right? <laughs> but I, I i gotta give you credit though like you said it perfectly like if you're not into that culture club 80s production you're not going to really enjoy it too much yeah. and uh actually i'm not a huge fan of culture club but i love no, new wave yeah. i love new wave and it made it easy for me to enjoy this album especially like the time when i first listened to it i was listening to a lot of new wave mu new wave music mm -hmm. so i can appreciate the production on it and i honestly am so curious what would have dennis done with this album because i think if you add a couple of dennis tracks in there Maybe it wouldn't have fit with the production, but who knows? Maybe the album would have been a top five for me, but I already have it pretty high. I, I almost put it lower just so people wouldn't like yell at me, but I got to stick to my guns. I, I love no, this album. No, stick to your guns because, I mean, it's your, you know, it's your opinion. Don't let, you know, other people influence, you know, where you rank an album. So, yeah. All right. Um, so I think it's it's my number 13 now. Um, and this is another album you've talked about already. So I'm going to echo a lot of what you said, but uh, Smiley Smile is my 13th favorite Beach Boys album. Um, this one, it's never been a personal favorite of mine. Uh, of, I think I mentioned this on the first episode of like their uh, late 60s, like lo-fi albums, you know, with the uh, strip back production. This is probably probably my least favorite of those. Um, but it's been it's an album that's grown on me. Uh, obviously, it's got some classic songs on it. It's got good vibrations and heroes and villains. Uh, as we talked about, I do prefer the smile version of Heroes and Villains. I think it it it's missing something without that that bridge section um, from Smile, but a uh, good song. Uh, Little Pad is great, as we talked about. Um, With Me Tonight is a nice song, not like super interesting, but like a uh, nice vocal from Carl on it. Um, Wind Chimes, I do like it on here. Uh, about, I mean, honestly, probably. I mean, the smile version is good, but I'm mean, pretty close for me, honestly. I do like this creepy version quite a bit. Um, she's going bald, as we talked about. Weird song, uh, but kind of cool, kind of fun. Um, but there's definitely some stuff on here I don't care for. Um, vegetables, I'll be honest. It's never been my favorite, either on Smile or Smiley Smile. Um, like, it's fine, but, like, it's not a song I go to very often that I want to hear very often. Uh, and the version on here is definitely inferior, in my opinion, to the thin smile version. But yeah, Paul McCartney's on it, you know, chewing vegetables. So that's cool. Uh, fall breaks and back to winter not, doesn't do anything for me. I think that um, isn't that from like uh, part of um, Mrs. O'Leary's. Yep. It's, it's a it's a re-recorded version of it, actually. Yeah, yeah got it. Yeah. Cool. If, you, if you look into it, it's actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Again, that's one of those things. So it's cooler if you learn about it but the actual song itself meh right I, it'll probably do more for me if smile as a whole did more for me but it, it it's never been like my favorite thing i know like the beat uh, beach boys fans are obsessed with smile like to me it's like yeah there's some great stuff on it but like as a whole i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a big fan of it um also anything else i uh, getting hungry does nothing for me i think it's annoying um I think the best part is what the the verse with Mike, you know, I wake up in the morning, you know, but uh, once it gets into the getting hungry chorus, I, I don't really like it. So kind of a, another weird song and a baffling choice for a single. Uh, yeah. I believe they were, that was released as a single, like 
how? Like, how do you? How does that get released as a single? Like, some Smile. Of the, some Smile of the that the, the, this band made. It's like, what were they thinking? Yeah, I, although I think that's more of like a. I don't know because I think this is when they started Brothers Records, so I don't know. Yeah, no, they definitely had the freedom like to do whatever they wanted around. I think around this time because yeah, that's this is when they they yeah started the Brother Records label. Um, you know, they were getting sick of Capital and yeah, but yeah, just baffling. Meh. I, I agree with you. It's there's a lot of some weird stuff I don't really care for on it. Um, a lot of that stuff is cooler, like if you look into it and like in concepts, but in execution, meh, it's all right. The stuff I like on it though, I really like. But like I said though, like as a whole, it's a pretty cool, weird record if you're in the right mood for it. Mm-hmm. But compared to the rest of the records that I put above it. I'm not going back to it unless I'm really in the mood to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, it's, uh, it's your number 13 or your number 12? 12. 12 I right. have Carl on the Passions. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of this era of the band. Yeah. Not just so much because of the live era that they were in, although that's a huge part of it. But a lot of the music they were making was so different from the other Beach Boys albums. And Carl and the Passions, on its own, is not really much of a Beach Boys record. It's a Blondie Chaplin and Ricky Fatar record, if you really look at it. The Beach Boys contributed to it, but the sound they were going for was almost word for word what Blondie and Ricky were doing in their own band that was called The Flame. Yep. Uh, but that doesn't make it any less bad, because I love this record. It's um, Here She Comes was like one of the first Beach Boys songs I discovered after looking into the band like i literally um i knew like their surf stuff but then i started doing a full deep dive and one of the first songs i looked up was from carl and the passions and it's here she comes i'm like holy shit because i was a huge like fan of zeppelin and pink floyd and all those bands and here's here she comes i'm like there's no way this is the beach boys and it kind of isn't it's more like i said the flame but it's still super cool um but then I started doing more deep dive in the band, and then I came back to this record, and then I listened to All This Is That, I listened to Marcella, and I'm like, these are awesome songs. And the Beach Boys really fit this sound so well. They have the right harmonies for like this soft rock group that is on this album. However, the songs I don't like on here, I don't really like. Like, like you said, make it good. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do much for me. And yeah. part of that's because this the album's kind of short. It has eight songs. And like even though I like six out of eight, that's really only like three quarters of the record. There's a whole quarter of the record that I just don't care for at all. So I think it's interesting that they packaged this album with pet sounds. You know, they did like that double release where you yeah, get like I feel like that's a very like I don't really know what the idea there was because it's like you know, I don't think it necessarily makes your new material look great. Like if you're releasing it with Pet Sounds, which is arguably like the greatest album your band's released, you know? So it's like, if you're immediately inviting comparison, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like, yeah, to go from like, to listen, not to say, obviously there's some great moments on this album, but like, yeah, to go back and forth between this album and Pet Sounds, I don't think they were doing it any favors releasing them together. I know people like are obsessed with that copy of Pet Sounds because it sounds really good apparently, but um, yeah. Another questionable decision. Yeah, um, I mean, I will say, um, from about Beach Boys 85 on my list upward, though, 
we're dealing with like four plus four out of five star albums or higher. These are all albums I thoroughly enjoy beginning to end. Some more than others, but yeah, I yeah. still really love this album. I really love Beach Boys '85, but I, I, because I feel like I'm kind of saying negative things about this album when there's a whole lot of positive on it. No, sure, Arcella and all of this and that are two highlights of this era, and the production on those songs are incredible. Yes, Mar- Marcella also is a great live as well. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people say like, oh, the live version like blows this one out of. I actually do like the studio version of this song as well. But I do the the, the uh, live version does rock really hard for sure. Uh, so I get why there's a preference for it. All right, you want to uh, number twelve for you? Yeah, number twelve. All right, so uh, my number twelve is this is the first I guess early album that I do enjoy quite a bit, and it's Surfer Girl. Um, so the reason why this album is so much higher than the albums that preceded it, like Surfing Safari and, and Surfing USA and, and Little Deuce Coop, which followed. Uh, is because there's a good amount of quality material on this album. And I, in my opinion, they're still filler. Um, but the highlights are so good. You got the title track, Surfer Girl, which is just a classic song that's really stood the test of time. Uh, Surfer Moon, gorgeous song. Um, I believe Brian wrote that maybe for another artist. And then he all, they also recorded it uh, as the Beach Boys on um, Surfer Girl. If I, I might be wrong on that, but I think that's what I read. Uh, but it's a really good song, really pretty song. Um, Little Deuce Coop, uh, obviously a great song that was, you know, reissued on Little Deuce Coop, the album, but a uh, good song, uh, in my room, which you praised a lot on the first episode we did with our top 10 songs. Uh, one of Brian's best early ballads. A lot of people would say it is his best, like early ballad before like, you know, 64, 65, um, your summer dream. I love this song. Uh, so beautiful, uh, really kind of a stripped back song, you know, it's just like a guitar and, and Brian's vocals, you know, I don't think any of the other guys are on this one. Um, but it's a really, really pretty song. And to me, that's like the underrated song from this album that like nobody talks about outside of like the beach boys community. Um, but as I mentioned, there's still some filler on here, you know, you got the rocking surfer, like doesn't do anything for me. Hawaii annoys me. I know that might not be considered filler, but like, I I've never liked Hawaii. I think it's annoying. Uh, Surfer's Rule doesn't do anything for me. Our Car Club doesn't do anything for me. I know you were talking about that song, but it doesn't do too much for me. Um, but uh, Surfer Girl to me is like the first album that showed like that the Beach Boys could put together like a pretty solid uh, amount of material on an album. Um, like it wasn't, uh, this didn't feel like, it doesn't feel filler heavy to me. Like there's filler, but like the amount of quality material makes it an album that's worth owning in my opinion. So that's my number 12. I'll get the surfer girl later. I love Hawaii. I don't know how you can hate that song. I, I, I it's, I've never liked it. And even when they did it live, when I saw Mike and, um, Brew, it was better live, but I still was like, I still not a huge fan. I'm sure it's better live, but if you want to see that thing live, don't see it with Mike and Bruce. See it with somebody who has a really good falsetto, but although the live band has really good artists. So that's true. No, they, they, have, they've got, they, they've got a guy who does really good falsetto. I actually, that was one of my biggest takeaways from that concert was, I forget what the guy's name is, but he sounds excellent doing Brian's parts for sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, actually speaking on that topic, I think, uh, it was a Jeff Foskett died. I think he did. Yeah. I was uh, sad to hear that for sure. Yeah. Uh, he was with the band for like 50 years. Right. Longtime friend of Brian's as well. Um, so yeah, very sad to hear that. Um, did a great job on the vocals on like a, a lot of Brian's parts. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, I think he toured as Carl 
or in Carl's place in the 2012 2012 tour. Oh yeah, right. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. So my number eleven, I got summer days and summer nights. I feel like some people have this a bit higher, and I understand why because I think side B of this album and a lot of side B or B side Bs of the era are really good for the band. But side A is a bit of a slog for me to get through. I do like, uh, I think the girl from Salt Lake City is pretty good. Uh, New York City. New York City. Because I think Salt Lake City is a separate track. It it is, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think Then I Kissed Her is pretty good. But Then I Kissed Her is also a cover of a Ronette song. Right. Um, You kind of see almost a stripped back version of Beach Boys Today production, which is really cool to hear. Um, and I think they do an excellent job of blending their California material with that today aesthetic of the album. But side B totally carries this for me. <laughs> I, I think California Girls was in my is my number ten favorite Beach Boys song. Although this is a quick edit, um, I actually made a mistake on my list. She knows me too well was my number eight, and. Uh, Hold on. Darlin was my number nine, not my number eight. She oh, Knows Me Too okay. Well is my number eight. And that's okay. a huge miss for me because I love She Knows Me Too Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyways, I, I um, going back to my topic, uh, Side B is a killer. I, I love how they blend that pop production that they do on today with the summer songs of all summer long. So... Yeah. Awesome album. I just wish side A was a bit better. I think what sucks about this album and what could have put this album in my top 10, maybe my top five, is if they took off one of the weaker tracks and put on Sherry, She Needs Me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Although I think it was known as Sandy at that time. Sandy. Yep. They, if they, even if they took out I'm Bugged with My Old Man and just put Sherry, She Needs Me on side, side B. This album would be much higher, but it's still really high on my list. It's still one of my favorite albums by the band. California Girls, Girl Don't Tell Me, Let Em Run Wild are three masterpieces of songs. Help Me Rhonda's on there too. So The, the um, inferior version. You prefer the, to, you prefer the today version? 1,000% more, yes. Wow. Yeah, I don't... I, I still love the song, but... <laughs> You know, I, I, I know there are a lot of people with that opinion. I, I was surprised to hear that, actually, that like there are a lot of people in the Beach Boys community that um, prefer prefer today, the today version. But no, I think it, I think it's an interesting version, but I, I do prefer Summer Days and Summer Nights. Oh, it's it's but it's such a good song that you would need like Summer in Paradise type production <laughs> to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. That'd be a nuts version of that song. I feel like I'm scared to hear it. <laughs> I, I think I should do that on my own. I have recording equipment. Let's see what I can do. Oh God, I'm I'm scared to hear what you create. <laughs> I get, I get like I'll get like AI Mike Love to do the help me Rhonda part. Yeah, no, there there was that there was that guy who did like his own version of uh, Smile. Right, you're gonna do your own version of um of Paradise. But except I'm gonna take like the greatest songs by the Beach Boys. And give it Summer in Paradise production. <laughs> give him like that ugly dr- drum sound too. Like, oh God. <clears throat> dunna, dunna. Yeah. Help me, Rhonda. That would be 
I'll like, the, get, like, get like a na- like the most nasally mic doing it too. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get like 2016 mic love on it. I don't know. Oh. That's a that's a separate video that we can work on. What would be like? <laughs> what would be like the worst possible mic love recreations? But oh god! Again, summer days, summer nights. It's an awesome album. I think side A just kind of holds it back. And there was other tracks that they could have put in there. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, my number eleven is an album that i know you love as it's your background and it's an album that uh i i'm sure you you uh probably have it much much higher on on your list but uh it's all summer long and uh this is an album that i think um is a really like cohesive album um obviously like little deuce coop kind of was like it worked well too because it was all car songs but like i think the general like summer theme really like get works on this album and i think that there's a really consistent a set of material um i get around i mean it's your favorite beach boys song and it's an amazing song i mean uh one of their absolute classics that's really stood the test of time um all summer long the title track is great that follows i get around um hushabye is a great cover uh great vocals on this one from uh br- the guys uh brian great falsetto and, and uh, mike delivers a really nice bridge section on this as well uh we'll run away great ballad uh underrated ballad uh not a lot of people talk about this one but uh i really like it uh nice lyrics too um wendy is a song that has grown on me quite a bit um used to not be like a uh really much of a, a favorite of mine but uh it's grown on me a lot and i really like the uh the organ solo in the middle really cool almost like kind of like progressive sounding in a way um girls on the beach great song that i somehow forgot to mention um in the last video uh this song i know it's kind of it's kind of like surfer girl part two it's got some similarities in the melody but uh, i really like the um like the chord changes in this one love that bridge section with with dennis the the sun in her hair it's really good um there is a bit of filler on this album which is what prevents it from being any higher for me from like making my top 10 uh like carl's big chance it's filler it's instrumental um, do you remember, you know, doesn't do much for me. Uh, I don't care for driving much at all. Um, I think my dad told me, uh, he was, uh, in the car one day and apparently that song came on the radio and I was like, really? Like, why are they playing driving? Like, I think there's so many better beach boy songs from that period that they could have been playing, but, um, you know, and then obviously there's our favorite recording sessions, which is, you know, more, um, you know, spoken word stuff, the guys just talking and having a conversation. And sometimes that stuff is fun. Um, but like judging it like as a whole, like as an album, um, it, it's not obviously it, it just it's there to fill up space. So I do kind of hold that against it in my ranking. Um, but uh, it's a really strong, solid album. Um, it's not um, it, I it definitely like I do prefer albums like Today uh, and, and Summer Days, Summer Nights, which followed it the following year. Um, but this is like a really great, um, like a great stepping stone. I feel like to those albums where like you can really see um, Brian uh, really developing as a as a producer and songwriter uh, because some of his best material is on this album. So uh, that's my number eleven all summer long. I have a lot to say about that album, and so <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna hold off on a lot of that. Yeah, but I agree there is some filler on there. But for me, yeah. the filler, I think I said this earlier, it's brought up by the super strong tracks you have on there yeah. uh, um like i actually listened to this whole album today just to like, confirm a lot of my spots especially with my higher le- rankings and my lower rankings just to confirm where they let where they land 
And I listen to Drive, and I'm like, I know this is filler, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, it's got a nice, um, nice like driving guitar instrumental on it. I think, especially at the end, I like that a lot. In fact, I would go as so much to say. I think it's my favorite filler song by the Beach Boys. Wow! But like I said, I got a lot to say about all summer long, and we'll get there. Um, I did want to say this about you. Kind of mentioned how in Summer Days, Summer Nights, he kind of does this similar style that he did on All Summer Long, but he did it better with production. Mm-hmm. And and you also mentioned the instrumental. I'm like, how did I forget Summer Means New Love? That's a really good song. Yeah. And I think yeah. I'm almost curious because, I, I mean, I know Beach Boys today landed in between these albums. What would like a collaboration between All Summer Long and Summer Days kind of look like? Because they're two very similar albums. And... I don't know. I mean, like, that'd be pretty cool to see. But I agree with everything you say about it. I just agree more. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, they are similar albums in my like in my view, like all yeah. summer, summer days, summer nights, because like they both got like those like those themes of like you know summer and and California and just like that lifestyle, you know, um, teenage love stuff like that. Um, but then both of them, I think there is like some filler that that um, i will say there's nothing on all summer long in terms of like the fill, filler tracks uh there's nothing on there that annoys me as much as like amusement parks usa um <laughs> which i hate like a lot i don't like that song Didn't like um it. that's like i remember i mentioned how i can't stand like when like barker comes in and starts talking well they do the same shit on amusement parks usa but it's even more annoying um, and it completely ruins the song. And I, 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 I didn't um, mention it. I know you talked about it, but like, I cannot agree enough about the first side of summer days and summer nights. Like the issue, like th- there's some tracks on that first side that just like, you know, amusement parks, USA, I don't like, um, Salt Lake city is fine, but like, it's not like a standout. Uh, it's got a nice instrumental, but it's not like a standout song. And then I kissed her is like an okay cover. Like it's, it's solid, but like, I don't think it's the most memorable thing, but um, yeah, it's like for, for that album, like this, it, it starts getting really good. Once you get to like California girls, let him run wild, help me Rhonda, uh, summer, you know, summer means new love. You're so good to me. Like that's where that album really picks up steam. Um, but I definitely do see similarities between all summer long and, and summer days and summer nights. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more though on side A. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunity. If you look at like the cut material around that time, like. What if he put Guess I'm Dumb on that on that album? That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Sandy or Cherish Needs Me, both awesome, awesome songs. But there's a lot more to say about both these albums, and I'm sure we'll get to those in part two. But we're going to cut it off here so that we can do our top ten next time. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that'll do it for today. Um, but uh, we're looking forward to finishing off our ranking. We still have ten more albums to talk about and it's going to be a lot of fun because these are our favorite albums so uh it's going to be fun to share those and talk about those uh we may have somebody else join us uh for this next episode we'll see um but uh, hopefully we can have somebody uh also join us and, and share their picks for their their favorite albums so uh thank you everybody for listening to the second episode of good timing i hope you enjoyed the show uh had a lot of fun doing this ranking with you riley and yeah uh, it was a lot of fun talking about our, our favorite albums and can't wait to keep it going. So, um, of course, if you like this podcast and you want to hear more, feel free to subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. 
uh, we greatly appreciate the support because, you know, that's what motivates us to, to make more Beach Boys content. And um, uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye.